This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to Hafta episode 40. I'm Abhinandan Sekhri, Angrez Apna Lagan or News Laundry Apna Hafta Kabhi Nai Chhodte. Uh, today we have a guest uh, who you already know who are following us on Twitter. And just before we start this Hafta for you wondering that Madhu was there in the photograph for Hafta that we tweeted out, but she isn't going to be part of this. We are re-recording this because in the technology age, we lost all the data of our yesterday's recording. So thank you Shivam for joining us again. I appreciate it. Welcome. Uh, he says reluctantly. <laughs> Before we start, I'd like to plug uh, when the public pays, the public is served. When corporations pay, corporates are served. Get on to newslaundry.com, click on I pay to keep news free and support independent media. That's how we survive. We're a completely advertising free platform. Also, I'd like to plug our other podcast, Global Summits, where are we going in collaboration with Biraj Swain. In this podcast, we cut through the jargon and break down development summits for you with experts and commentators from around the world. Yes, around the world. This hafta is produced by Karthik Nijhavan, who's responsible for having lost all the foot, uh, data yesterday, so we have to re-record it today. So we'll try to uh, be as spontaneous with yesterday's jokes, right? So let's start with you, Shivam. Tell us, uh, you're in Bihar, right? Yeah, I'm in Patna right now. You're in Patna. For our viewers and listeners, um, Shivam has been with The Scroll, he's in for Half Post, he's in for News Laundry, and he frequently appears on television panels commenting on politics and many other issues. So what do you see in Bihar? What is it that you'd like to tell us that we wouldn't know? Well, uh, for some months now, the Patna uh, landscape has been all political holdings and huge ones. There's Nitish and Modi and Nitish and Modi and some Amit Shah guys. Uh, that's come off now. Uh, the commercial holdings are back and it's uh, looking like a novel place again. Hmm. Um, apart from that, the general sense is that uh, Nitish should win or at best is Takkar Kiladai. Uh, the exit polls yesterday have confused a bit, you know, today's Chanakya, but otherwise everybody else seems to be suggesting there is either close or um, there's an edge for the Mahakad Bandhan. Mm. But um, apart from that, there's some sense of uh, quiet and calm in Patna now that the election is over and it's just a day or two of waiting for the results. And you were there, I mean, for someone or you just, just wherever you follow the election, like, a storm chaser? Mm, well, mostly I wrote for Huffington Post. Uh, but uh, I'd like to say I did what I call election tourism. I think election is a lot of fun. Uh, journalism or no journalism, it's uh, the best way to learn about India, to go around and talk to people. And, um, uh, you know, election is a festival, and just as you go and have fun in festivals, I go and have fun in elections. Hmm. Arunab had a question for you regarding elections. Didn't you, Arunab? Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, hi, Shivam. Arunab here. Hi. I, I, I want to know how is election reporting different from, say, you know, other reporting? And why is election reporting so challenging as opposed to any other kind of reporting? Well, in other kinds of reporting, you know, you interview one person, or you interview three, four people, and you get a story. or it's You don't always get to a story out of interviewing three, one person or two, three, four people. I mean... Uh, I mean, a lot, lot of stories require a lot more interviewing two, three, four people. So what I wanted to ask well, you was and, basically... And stories, they don't require interviewing anybody at all. There are stories in the internet age which you get off the internet, you know. Uh, but election reporting is difficult because you're trying to get a sense of which way the people are uh, voting, which way the wind is blowing, as it were. And that's very difficult in a country like India. Uh, 
इफ देर इज अ वे वेन क्लियर लहर लाइक मोदी ट्वेंटी फोर्टीन Uh, who reported for last time? It's difficult, partly because of the way uh, this country is. Uh, the upper caste have a greater voice in the village. They, uh, in front of an upper caste person, a lower caste person doesn't open up, doesn't speak the truth. Uh, you know, there are those kinds of problems. So you have to uh, work really hard on the field to really get a sense of what's happening. But does all election reporting have to be result oriented? I mean, can't you? I mean, you know, because it shows up, shows up a lot of other stories, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, that's a very good question. And election reporting should not be all result oriented. Um, but um, <clears throat> willingly, it becomes that elections in India become uh, all about who's going to win and uh, who's voting for whom. Uh, and um, yeah, maybe I fall into the same trap as well. But <clears throat> talking around that, you also get a sense of. Uh, are people happy or unhappy with the incumbent government? Uh, if they're unhappy, why? If they're happy, why? Uh, how are people making their choices? Hmm. Um, what is you know what is more important to people: caste, or development, or religion? Um, why are you know uh, why are there some regional differences? Why is it that in one place people are saying this and the other place people are saying that? Right. So you do get a sense uh, in trying to find out. Who's winning? You do learn some other things uh, on the way. So, for instance, in this election, uh, <clears throat> I heard in a lot of places um, people complaining about uh, the reduction of money in the Indira Abbas Yojana, which is a scheme to build rural houses, and they were blaming central government and Modi for it. Mm. Um, uh, this was before the huge spike in the prices of arar dal, where I started hearing complaints about arar dal. I heard, for instance, how uh, the Janthan Yojana has been counterproductive for the Modi government because, uh, uh, you know, in trying to meet the targets, uh, uh, the banks seem to have spread uh, the rumor that this account will help you in some way. And a lot of poor people, daily wages, uh, they thought Modi will put some money in it. And then came the stuff about Modi government. Uh, Promising Modi promising 15 lakh rupees uh, by recovering black money from abroad, and he's not fulfilling the promise. So, but like so, so people are actually standing in, I mean, opening these Jandhan accounts, thinking that that black money that will come back into the country will be deposited into their accounts, as the Jumla said. Yes. You met such and people. You have first-hand. I met. met. I met such people who said, "We have line laid up that account opened, thought that Modi will put money and he didn't." Uh, but there's one more problem with the Jandhan account, which is that uh, <clears throat> the Modi government has taken away LPG subsidy for Aadhaar card holders. Hmm. So people say now we spend 700 something rupees on buying the LPG cylinder that we used to buy for 400 something, and the extra we pay, the government puts it back into a bank account in a month or so. So apart from the hassle and inconvenience, what what did we get? Hmm. I think so, uh, so for this election, for instance, I mean, the, the, the issue that I discussed uh, is in an eye in trying to find out who's winning and in asking people what do you think of Modi and what do you think of Mitish. Um, it's been a learning experience of how the Modi government's policies uh, with rural India 
uh, are backfiring. And I would say this is the number one reason why I think the BJP is going to lose the election. I see. Uh, uh, hi, Shivam. Uh, do you actually think that uh, Modi really said this, that 15 lakh rupees will come into each of your accounts? Uh, I think there's a video, video where he says that there's so much money that it would be uh, that if we recovered it, then each of you could get 15 lakh. Hmm. I've seen the video. But that doesn't matter. You know, it's interesting. Who is the person who brought that video out? Modi said lots of things, made lots of promises in the 2014 campaign. If you were to go through all the videos, you'll find a lot of stuff. There's even one video of a TV interview where he was giving very simple answers about how he can control uh, the prices of dal. And that video, for instance, has been found and is being circulated now that other dal prices went up. Yeah, I've seen that video uh, as well. But, but it was Nitish Kumar who had a, pro a protest at Jantar Mantar in Delhi some months ago, uh, uh, brought out this video from obscurity of Modi quote-unquote, promising 15 lakh rupees. And that's how it spread and spread very effectively uh, across India, I think. Uh, but at least in Bihar, I've seen it. It is popular in villages. Sorry, did, did Modi actually say that uh, he's going to put 15 lakh rupees into each account? I, I said I think a this video this... of Modi. Have you seen the video? Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen the video. video. That's what I, I think it's a bit like, you know, those two things that have... Uh, stuck on to him for like 10 years and I think uh, perpetrated in large measure by uh, Rajdeep as well, no, which no, is, you know, to every action. Uh, sorry, just if I can just finish that, I think, you know, the two things. One is that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So for, you know, 10 years, just this sentence was quoted. Uh, uh, you know, as a as a uh, uh, kind of um, justification, justification yeah. like Rajiv Gandhi's this thing, <laughs> yeah. but people did not quote what he said after that, which is that I want neither the reaction nor the action. Similarly, uh, was the case with Raj Dharm, when Vajpayee said, "Main chahta hu ki yahan pe Raj Dharm ho." People yeah. stopped there as a rebuke. There's a rebuke to Modi, and Modi was silent. But after that, there was a bite, sound bite of Modi, which where he said, "Yehi to ho raha hai," yeah. you know. So what I feel is if you selectively quote, uh, then I think I it's... I am not quoting, Anand. I am not quoting. Please do not accuse me of selectively quoting. <laughs> no, I, I think you... I am, initially, I, am I think you started with saying out, that, you know, Modi is saying... Please hear me out. Please hear me out. Please hear me out. Ah, okay, yeah, okay, right. Please hear me out. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Calm down. We are not Arnab. Continue. Uh, no, no. I'll, I'll disconnect if you do this. Mm-hmm. Bolo, yaar, bolo. Calm down. We can't hear you. We have a big speaker. I don't want to do this. Sorry, bye. Ah, sorry, sorry, carry on. What? Okay, we seem to have lost Shivam. Of, I don't know, he may have disconnected after not getting offended by uh, something. I, I can't figure what. But anyway, continue. Anand, you were saying, I will, I will do Shivam's role here. I <laughs> you mean you will disconnect? No. No, no. <laughs> no, I think we were just having a friendly discussion and we were just talking about the statements that are made by leaders. Hmm, hmm. It's, it's important to, you know, it doesn't matter uh, what they say. Uh, you know, if they say something wrong, then it has to be, uh, you know, brought to public domain. And if they say something right, likewise. But one must quote uh, exactly what they say. Hmm. Yeah, uh, so, so the, that, what that the, the, point. the clip so, he's talking about, yeah. there are two clips. One is the Atal, this thing you're talking about, when Atal said Rajdham. If you see that video, now that is also a question of, you know, where you lean and you will interpret something. To me, if you see that clip, it is clear Atal is asserting his authority and is definitely 
making a point to Modi. Sure, sure. And Modi immediately gets very shifty. He's sitting on his left. He gets up and he almost grabs the mic out of, you know, saying, Haan, bhai bhai and then he kind of tries to I, I think, yeah. cut in. If I you've think seen that, said, the body sir, language is very clear. Saab wohi to kar rahe Haan, bhai to kar rahe and then uh, Vajpayee says, without looking at Modi, Mujhe yakin hai ki aap wohi kar rahe Yeah. But what he is, the point being made to me was clear. Atal is not the kind of guy who will say, Mait, is Sure, but what I, what I meant I'll was... I'll just finish one second. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, Rahul will say, Mait, I'll throw it in I don't think Atal is that kind of guy. Atal thappad bhi, badi pyaar se lagata tha. Govinda Chare, the way Govinda Chare was dropped, no one said a thing. Suddenly vanished. So to me, it was clear what Atal was saying. Huh. Yeah, what I meant to say was that that may be so. That is the interpretation of everyone. Yeah. And one is entitled to it. But as journalists, one must bring out the fact that Atal did say this fact, that even though people may not believe in that. Like, I mean, I, I actually am with you. Mm. I believed at that point of time, Atal rebuked mm. Narendra Modi. But as journalists, I think it is proper to say what the exact discussion was. You know, like the case with action and reaction. Now, I don't see any reason why somebody would not play the, the second sentence. I, I just, uh, it's beyond me. Hmm. And in fact, uh, Rajdeep said, in fact, I wrote a piece on this, you know, that Rajdeep said this, I said, I have never said it. And I found it out that indeed he had said, he'd quoted just the first sentence. What are you saying? I don't know. I think uh, that's slightly different and the whole Rajdhan bit is slightly different from uh, 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 the Pandra Lak thing because mm. that was that was election rhetoric and you know was one of the most uh, fiercely contested elections you know when this was happening and Modi did make an insinuation to the mound that you know the black men will come back and people will get I mean, he didn't obviously directly say that I'll put 15 people, but he said that it's so much money that everyone has 15 people. So, you know, in fact, his exact role is अगर आ जाए सबके अकाउंट पे 15-15 लाख तो ऐसे ही आ जाएगा। Now should you connect it that he's saying मैं डाल दूँगा कि अपने आप आ जाएगा? You know for I mean, an I mean, sure lot, 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 lot of people bought it in, lot of lot of gullible people bought it. In. I mean obviously no one should have bought that in, but then people bought it. But in anyway, the clip is below this in the hafta. People can click and see no, what. And what a lot they of people of bought it, but a lot of people also read for a long time, as what Shivam was saying initially that Modi said, I will put 15 lakhs into your account. Now these two are different. You can be gullible, you can buy, you can infer from what is being said. On the other hand, if you put uh, words into Modi's mouth that this is what exactly he said, then people would believe I, it. I, I, I don't the know if things. I totally agree with that because I've spoken to a lot of people who aren't really consumers of news, you know, because a lot of my most of my traveling uh, in the cities, uh, you know, on autos, where, uh, you know, a lot of auto oilers do tell me that he said 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 that he Right. The, so, like the, you said, I mean, I, I I agree with what Vajpayee said. He was rebuking him. Right. Absolutely. And I saw Modi's video clip of him saying this. I can see why someone will see that he's not saying I'll put the money into your account, but I can also see why someone can interpret it as that. It is not out of the realms of possibility. I think it is very, especially if you're uneducated and you know are flocking to these rallies to hear them speak. That's one. Um, now, regarding all these polls coming and not going. Yesterday when we recorded the Hafta, which got corrupted and Shivam was with us throughout and we had lively debates. I don't know, he's not in a good mood today. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, he said that uh, polls are one of the most useless exercises. 
and I completely agree. Exactly. Like I was watching, yeah, I was watching yesterday. Like there three days between, you know, polling ending and your results coming. You know the days when it would take forever. So what is the value add? In three days, everyone's lagoing, patang flying. What is the value? I think as you said yesterday, TRP. Basically, Tamasha on television. And that is what we saw yesterday. Arnab had like, I think, 15 digital panels. <laughs> Somebody said this. It's compelling uh, television because people, because I, I spoke to my parents yesterday who don't really watch primetime news. So, but then yesterday they were, they're like, huh, the exit poll, they were saying yeah. Modi is winning again, which uh, is winning again. I think people do, I, I think there is a, there are viewers for exit polls. I think you know, people like when you quantify it in things, it's easy, right? You I know? think, you know, three or four years ago, I don't remember when. You could, <clears throat> uh, even when, you know, some phases, uh, voting phases were left, exit polls would come out if a phase finished. I think High Court or Supreme Court. Uh, the EC has been more... Uh, yeah, the EC ban. So then it, it was of monumental importance. Because, you know, if you figured out that, you know, Modi or BJP is going to get thrashed in the first two phases, mm. then, you know, what the uh, voters do in the next three phases is, you know, they can get easily swayed. Okay, I had a question uh, you know, both of you, please give us your opinion. Also for our viewers, Manisha is on leave. That's why she's not here. Uh, Madhu is not well. And Shivam uh, just left us. But he did join us for the whole half the yesterday, which got corrupted. And I look accusingly at um, our producer Karthik as I say that. Uh, so, um, you think the uh, this election, the campaign was a communal campaign? Was it was there an attempt to polarize? Me? Yeah, I think it was... Uh, I think uh, it, it is just... Uh, it's a shame, really, if you look at uh, the campaign that Narendra Modi ran in 2014, 2013 onwards. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if you look at, uh, I, in, I in fact searched the manifesto as well, mm -hmm. found out the uh, number of words, number of times these words appeared in the BJP manifesto, temple one, Hindu one, Muslim one, science 28, technology 54. But that didn't reflect in the campaign. Yeah. The campaign wasn't uh, polarized in the sense that, you know, it was just, uh, I mean, what I, what I meant to say was that the campaign, uh, what happened in the, what we're seeing in the last 15, 20 days of Bihar campaign, you talk of development, I want development, I want development. But in the end, uh, in fact, even EC had to rebuke them. You're showing posters with Gau, Gau Mata, mm -hmm. beef, people are making these tapes. So obviously it was a, you know, it, it is a pale... It is a sad reflection mm. on, um, on what has become of Modi and his government. I mean, I'm, I'm disillusioned and I'm disappointed the way things have panned out. I think with the going gets tough in any, in, in any Indian election, I think caste is the last resort and which political parties have to resort to. I think while it was different when 14 was, it was much easier for the BGP. You know, because incumbency, yeah, huge. incumbency, and people were sick of con the Congress in general, ten years, and people knew that they had, they were going, and there was no other, uh, there was no other credible opponent. But in Bihar, obviously, things are much, much different. Dynamics are much more complex. So I think, you know, I mean, it was pretty. I, I don't think I was surprised that both, you know, both, both, uh, you know, uh, both those sides, you know, resorted to extreme, uh, you know, <coughs> polarization. So and I was speaking to a reporter friend. Um, uh, yesterday, I said the last phase was actually really, really bad, and you know, I mean, uh, the district administration actually, I mean, cops did a really good job, you know. Of, uh, I mean, there were there were a lot of attempts by both sides to, you know, really flare up small incidents. And intimidate. I saw that one video of Lalu blowing up a cop, or the DM as well. Yes. Uh, where he was saying, "Tumne chua kaise?" And the way, you know, I mean, uh, while I, I will admit that I don't hold cops in high regard at all, <laughs> as is. I've, 
Um, you know it by heart now. <laughs> you know it by heart. And I'm not just saying for hearsay. I have, from the time of college, for reasons where I was at fault, to the times of my activism when I wasn't at fault, I have seen the worst side of cops. Uh, and it is the single most rotten arm of governance and uh, our state. It is so horrible that, I mean, you cannot even believe how horrible it is. Propped up by the politicians. Yeah, but even then, I have sympathy because some of the conditions they operate under are shit. And even if you're trying to do your job and someone like Lalu starts talking to you that way, and you got to fucking take that shit, like, you know, you can't even say just fuck off here, yeah. you know? So, anyway, I just, uh, I, I just thought that, but I just think one thing we stand validated or, you know, uh, that I don't think the whole beef thing being stirred up by different quote-unquote fringe elements was a coincidence. I am quite convinced that deliberate. it was deliberate keeping the election in mind. And there was that culpable deniability. I don't buy that. Then Modi said this time. I mean, Modi was as bad as anyone, wasn't it? In I his mean, last few speeches. Last speech was, I suppose, yeah. brazenly communal and for the Prime Minister of a country. But I, I, I didn't hear the last I think quote, uh, the one about the, the caste thing, when he said, uh, uh, Nitesh, aapki churake, uh, the quota, churake, uh, the whole thing that, uh, said that has been given to Muslims. Also, yesterday, uh, the... Um, BJP, this is the, this is the BJP uh, representative, the spokesperson saying on TV uh, that defending that whole cow poster saying uh, what is wrong? Uh, they are the ones who said that Hindus eat beef. That is wrong. So we have to, you know, counter it by, so I, so anyway, that, that was that. Anything else that was great you thought on TV or you read the last week that is newsworthy? We had two interviews. You you have anything? You I, I, I I quite liked uh, the NDTV's election programming uh, from Bihar. Uh, Pranoy was on ground. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, I, I think the show I mean, it was typical NDTV. Uh, you know, not much noise. But I think uh, the show concentrated on some nuances which weren't which I didn't see in any of the other television reporting at least. And about I think uh, uh, so. This is farmer I don't know if Pranay was speaking to who said ki uh, aapko Nitish ne rasta uh, diya. Uh, so you got to vote for him. He said no. Why should I vote for him? Because they gave the road. Because road's my right. I fought for it. So I think though interesting uh, you know tidbits that came out of it. I saw that interview. So that was yeah. nice. But the rest of it like uh, Pranoy, uh, Shekhar Gupta, and Durab sitting and talking. Uh, like Madhu said yesterday in the version of the hafta that has got deleted because the file got corrupted <laughs> as I look accusingly at Karthik in which Shivam joined us for the whole hafta. Anyway, uh, Madhu made a point that if I can read the lip lips of Karthik, I wouldn't like to repeat what he said. So no, but Madhu made the point yesterday when she was here because she was well and she had come for the recording of the hafta because you know. <laughs> It, we assumed you wouldn't have to record it again. But she said that it hasn't changed. And I agree with her, you know, much as I really like Pranoy. It is, you know, Chandal Chokri Shekhar Gupta Pranoy at cracking his Dadaji jokes. Veta, good evening when it's good morning. You know, one of those. It's just too much of the same. It's I just thought. Sorry. But you know, I mean, as far as the coverage is concerned, I'm I'm a bit conservative in the sense I'm you know I'm I'm still running on Intel four. What's uh, that? You know, Intel one, two, three, four, the computer which I bought in two thousand and four, 
and uh, oh, Windows 7 out. or whatever, now Windows 10, and every time, you know, this thing pops up that buy Windows 10 or whatever, I have to, you know, put the closed thing. So I kind of like, uh, because, you know, I, a lot of channels are changing every two months, three months, you know, everything, the studio changes, everything. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit, well, I'm, okay I'm all right with that. I'm all right, because, because the, other, the election coverage for Dal channels meant, you know, running from one, yeah. you know, Flashy leader to another leader yeah. for bites on, you know, I mean, that was everywhere. So I think NETV is what it is. I think it's all right for all its, you know. I mean, it depends on what they're saying, what yeah. kind of questions they're asking. I mean, I might have problems with that. But I mean, as far as the whole Mahal, the set, the Mahal setup of is, NETV uh, is concerned, I don't, I don't mind that. But, you know, they are talking about the things that happened. Of course, we've been overwhelmed by uh, the intolerance debate mm. and the thing. And uh, I think this uh, Professor Irf Irfan Habib's uh, uh, you know, the whole thing, uh, comedy son of errors, son yeah. in law thing. But I mean, you know, let me start by saying he made an appalling remark mm. equating RSS with um, ISIS. Uh, ISIS yeah. I always it's, thought it's RSS was like Vatican, you know, not, not ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> it's a season of hyperbole. Yeah. Paranoid geriatrics, you know, thinking about things. But uh, so, I mean, even though that was strongly condemnable and across spectrum, I would say everyone condemned it, you know, because everyone believes uh, RSS is not ISIS. But what happened afterwards, and I think Aruna wrote a piece on that, right. and you know, people, I mean, the BJP went into this overdrive of uh, this Moody's, uh, maybe uh, Aruna can explain that, but I think what happened was they tried to insinuate that the guy who wrote the uh, report, is, report is was Habib uh, son-in-law. Son yeah. The story is that you can click on the link and read the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But incidentally, now today he's regretted Siddharth Nath Singh. Yeah, today he's regretted it. He's so not apologized, but this Manish Tiwari virus, you know, I regret instead of yeah, I apologize. I mean, I, I, you know, and this is the thing that I, uh, you know, write about often. This is a danger when you attack people and not the idea or counter an idea with an idea of which is why throughout I've been uh, reluctant to or I've, you know, even I don't think it's a great way to argue of saying, but, you know, where were you at such and such time? What were you doing? Who's your mother? Who's your father? Who's your behenoi? What were you doing in 1958? In my view, when you go down that line of argument, uh, not only did you deteriorate the argument, it goes away from the point to the individual and then such shit is bound to happen because then your focus, your energy, because we all have a certain intellectual bandwidth. If you are focusing that on, on trying to point out a person's inconsistencies or hypocrisies or, you know, that why he's doing that, then we deviate from the rest of the issue, which is why I've always, you know, that's why I maintain that position. Uh, sure, I mean, I think a couple of points to say to that. I think one is, you, you're right, one need not go back to, you know, 1950s or, you know, 1210 or, you know, where or whatever, but you know, one can certainly go back to what was happening last year. Or, you know, a year before that, 2013, 2014, whatever. So, I mean, as far as, you know, I think the time frame is very important. We cannot say what was happening 3,000 years ago, where were you? But you can certainly say where were you yesterday or where were you six months ago? I'll, yeah, you know. I'll come with you, sir. Yeah, and you. and well, I, I think it is so. all right for people to be hypocritical. I mean, as long as they accept they are being hypocritical, I mean, uh, there is nothing wrong with that. You know, this is absolutely fine. I think uh, 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 the whole uh, attack the uh, argument and not the person, I think it's, it's a great uh, argument in an ideal world, but I don't think it's quite, uh, it, it really holds. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I'd like to speak about your uh, piece that you got a lot of adulation for. Uh, I, I got adulation for a piece? <laughs> Which one is that now? You always get adulation. Only, only used to he has a lot of fans, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but paka hai ye. The uh, open letter to uh, Mr. Kher, uh, 
uh, I, I mean, I, I think it was great, but I, I mean, I, I thought uh, there was an elephant in the room which you probably chose to ignore for some reason, which probably in line with your, uh, you know, attack the person, not the argument. I mean, I think it has nothing to do with, I do think Anupam Kher's position has nothing to do with the fact that his wife is a BJP MP. I think that's a huge elephant in the room that you didn't address or didn't want to address. But I don't know how you separate the argument from the person in a situation like this. <clears throat> okay, I, I'll answer that. I. I didn't, I mean genuinely you might believe Dekho Phekra and he's lying. That didn't cross my mind when I was seeing his debates or even when I wrote my piece. Uh, now I would put that as a conflict of interest like when I write a piece on Arvind. It's the reader's right to know that I have a history with him or you know we had launched a trust together or I was a trustee in his NGO. Or if you know Madhu would write a piece on India today that you know Arun's my brother or if you know, uh, Anand writes a piece on JNU, he would say that I am, you know, a scientist at JNU. That kind of conflict. So you just inform the person. Once a person is informed, then it's irrelevant, then it's on facts. It's like Arun Shori said in an interview. Fine, you can say that I've got sour grapes, I'm saying all this now. I'm referring to his interview to Karan Thapar. Fine, granted. Now let's come to the next. Now come to me on the argument. So I don't think it's an elephant in the room. I personally don't think that has anything to do with his position. And I didn't gloss over it. And as far as what you're saying, Anand is concerned, I completely agree. You cannot, and that is also, I think, uh, Mr. Kher kind of very cleverly bypassed that. I'm not saying you can't bring up the past, but it would be way better for the debate if it was, I don't know why you're saying 2015 is way more um, uh, intolerant than 2014. Uh, the government had blocked SMSs when the Anna movement was happening, they had blocked the uh, metro so that people cannot come. They had started imposing section 144, uh, section 66A. So you are talking about all the shit that was happening in the time. Manish Tiwari said this, so and so said this. I had police in my office because I was part of the India Against Corruption movement. But to say, why are you like this? Tu SI, wo SI. Sure, by all means, say this is what happened in 2014, this is what happened in 2013. But then you are talking about what happened. You are not saying that you are like this. You see, you can bring up the past, but how you bring it up impacts the quality of debate. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean that, is, that is understandable. And let me also say this, that you know, I am actually not against returning of awards. I'm not, because that is, it is a personal choice. All, I, I'm, I'm not even against anyone that any, anyone ever does, I mean, to be honest, you know, I mean, who am I? But, uh, you know, it's just my opinion that I've been voicing that, uh, you know, about intolerance about the fact whether intolerance has, been, has increased or intolerance hasn't increased. So one is absolutely, and I, and I told this to uh, you know, a couple of people on Twitter, that I've, if people feel that no action has been taken against the killers of the rationalists, it's a fair ground. I mean, it's a fair uh, comment. They want to return their award. They are, they are uh, uh, you know, very angry that the academy to which they belong hasn't taken any stand on it. It's a legitimate thing. So, you know, you can, you can do whatever you want. It's just voicing an opinion saying that, look, you know, this is what was happening last year and this is what is happening this year. So, you know, your grounds for awards are this and if you, if you feel all right, then by all means. So it's not that returning the award is something, oh my God, what has he done? Why is he doing this? As a form of protest, it's you don't a, have it's, a, it's a form of protest. Now, for example, I mean, Rajeshi wrote a very nice piece on beef mm. that people are holding beef parties. Mm. And she said, well, they should not be provoking by holding this. I disagreed because it's a form of protest. Of course you can. I mean, there is nothing wrong. You're not being violent. You're just having, uh, you know, beef and you, you're being provocative. 
in a very non-violent sort of way. Establishing your freedoms. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong with that. It's a form of protest. So, you know. So. News, Arunab? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Tanun. I think, I mean, that, that I mean, protest is a protest, but I mean, I, I kind of thought that it wasn't probably the best way to protest. But then, yeah, I mean, in hindsight, I suppose, I mean, a protest is a protest and you choose your method to protest. But I don't know about the whole intolerance debate. I mean, I, I don't know, I've had this argument with so many people that, you know, over the last week. So, about what about, about has intolerance actually increased? Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of I mean, both sides. I mean, I mean, yeah, the Congress wasn't like the you know. I mean, didn't give us all. The thing was wasn't respectful of personal freedom as such either. I think the certain, but I think the certain legitimacy that a lot of the, the fringes suddenly got is is I don't know. Is I suppose. I don't. It doesn't reflect very well in the government. You know, talking about you know, I don't talk about the whole India-Pakistan cricket fiasco. I just think that had. You know, had the previous government been in power, you know, I think things would have probably panned out a little differently. I think here I'm here. I'm, here I'm thinking I'm, I love the game, but I've, I think it's disgusting the way you know people like Tendulkar and all have stayed silent on this. I mean, it's amazing how cricketers have no political voice at all. Whereas you know, somebody like if somebody like Tendulkar speaks out, I'm sure people are going, people are going to take notice. Mm. So I think yes, the the entire the fashion in which the whole you know cricket series got canned when the guy had come for discussions and it was the shift scene setting the agenda you know, in bloody streets and then government pretty much the BCI buying it and you know uh, so I think that is kind of an yardstick of how you know the fringe has got a certain sense of legitimacy. But I don't know if it's a very interesting point you bring up about you know Sachin and why why some uh, sports people or some in the film fraternity I think remember we were talking, I think about, no one, talking about no, yesterday. I, I think no, nobody in the sports fraternity has spoken up. You know speak up or something so you know here's a question is it is it all right uh, you know is it all right to let's say boycott a sports event like the US did when Russia invaded Afghanistan was it all right to you know that Britain did not so should sports be uh, you know should sports people actually talk about politics so I, I mean I'm uh, you know left to me yes they should but then there is also the other thing, you know, this is their, uh, uh, you know, kind of a, a moment which comes once in four years. I mean, this is what would define them. And uh, it's a difficult I, I, thing, I, I, you yeah, know, it's I not think that some easy. Some do, some don't. I think that, that is, it's a question of some of them earn their stripes because of that. Like Sean Penn or George Clooney are hailed for taking a position on political issues. Um, but I don't remember Tom Cruise or Nicole Kidman really doing any such thing. So, some do, some don't. In India, generally speaking out, was completely out of bounds till a few years ago. See, films is okay because, you know, Bollywood. you can always act, you know, for the next, and you know, yeah, in and sports, India. It could sports is difficult. I don't know, yeah. it's a difficult one. Anyway, uh, moving on from intolerance debate because it's gone on and on. I know. Uh, <laughs> let's just go on to other uh, not notable things that we have read or seen. Uh, I really liked Arun Shori's interview with uh, Karan Thapar. Before we do go there, uh, can I just do an I told you so uh, to Anand okay. on a debate we've had a long time ago. We were on separate positions where I said as news laundry grows, we should have equal representation of women. Yes. We should have the, you know, Muslim face. We should have a Sikh. We should, you know, we should have someone of all representing. And, you know, Anand said that it doesn't aliens matter representation. Well. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> aliens are already there. <laughs> <laughs> My Huna. 
<laughs> now, actually, our viewers can go back and listen to that podcast because that would not have been corrupted. <laughs> and we didn't have to re-record it. Arey Marthi. Like he was look at Karthik. Yeah, and here is where Karthik has picked up a la- exceedingly large knife and is charging towards <laughs> Abhinandan as we speak. <laughs> but you know, uh, if you've seen this uh, tweet going around of uh, the Canadian, the Canadian uh, you know, thing, this thing, yes, yes, that I've Canadians that. are proud and perhaps yeah. even a little smug. We can. We have a Minister of Environment and Climate Change. Yeah. We have you know 50% women. We ha- they have someone who's uh, on a wheelchair. They have someone yeah. who is differently abled. They have someone. Who has you know um, uh, the men, women? I mean, there's a Sikh. They have a. Their two ministers are Sikh. There's an atheist uh, who would. So uh, that is why I think representation is important because it brings so many diverse views and diverse. Sure, sure. Po- But you know, know, I mean, having right. said that, for example, I think it is logical. In fact, I wrote a piece on this, uh, you know, two years ago. It is logical for uh, a minister for science. to be a scientist i mean it is you know one should have that but on the other hand you know when you say that a person with a, a different ability is minister for uh, uh, you know different abilities or you know uh, whatever i don't want to use the word uh, that's been used now mm-hmm. so it's like saying that uh, uh, you know only an um, a dalit mm-hmm. would be uh, uh, you know would fight for dalit rights and mahatma gandhi did I you know what I mean? No, so, no, I'm not saying that it should be th- that minority affairs should yeah, be Muslim. Yeah. I'm just saying that the council of ministers right. should have representation, just like the amount of judges, the total number of uh, contestants, the total number of tickets given. Yeah. If there is adequate representation of all communities, genders, it just makes for a better this thing. That was all. So now we're on the same page on this, Anand Babu. Uh, sorry, you were on the same page on this now. Uh, you kind of. Okay, kind well, of. one yes. step at a time. One step. Time. <laughs> one day you'll make me atheist. <laughs> one day I will. I'm very it. happy that you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> so now, but you know, talking of pieces, I I I would like to bring because we um, there's one thing that happened this morning I saw that it's a revolutionary uh, uh, scientific development that has happened that a one-year-old girl who was suffering from leukemia and was given only months to live. and the doctors have actually gone ahead and applied this technology gene editing technology called crispr on which incidentally uh, i wrote a piece right. a year ago where you can actually use a, a, a protein set of protein machinery to go and um, locate the defective gene cut it and then stitch on a proper gene this all inside your body so this is and in fact this, this is nanotechnology pro- is this this is genetic technology and you know this so in fact the piece is called gene therapy on news laundry so i would like uh, readers to uh, uh, read that so what they've done is that they've actually de- you know removed the defective gene and on a one year old girl and uh, she's absolutely fine now and uh, this is science fiction where? this i i heard it i saw it in the bbc world this morning and there was no coverage of this in the indian not news yet news. not yet i think this is uh, bbc world Not's reported this like morning but yeah so you know uh, absolutely revolutionary things happening in in the field of science and technology while arnab takes the country apart ha huh. hamara news laundry wala arnab what did you like this week that you'd like to share with us I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, I I, I liked the uh, uh, the short piece by uh, Sanjay Rajora a lot. I mean, he 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 wrote an open letter to Chetan uh, uh, Bhagat. It was really short and crisp. I think it was brilliant. <coughs> I think about six hundred words, but he really gave it off to Chetan Bhagat. And that was one uh, great piece I read. And uh, I can't quite remember anything else. I'm uh, okay. Uh, you did in yesterday's recording. You had also mentioned something. Which we would have been able to hear had the rest of the recording not got corrupted. Yeah, hey, no, no. hey, Bhagwan. Because uh, I don't know what's wrong with technology. You had mentioned 
Arun Arunab is interviewed with Amit Shah. Yeah, true, true, exactly. So yes, would you like to share with our listeners? <coughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I watched Arunab's interview with Amit Shah over the weekend, and uh, I think uh, it was one of Arunab's most timid interviews ever. And uh, I mean, you could see the 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 you know the dynamics, you know, the way Arunab was speaking to uh, Amit Shah. I don't think he speaks like to anyone in the world. Uh, and I don't know what what is it in, in Amit Shah that scares the daylights out of pretty much every anchor. And we saw what he did to Rahul Kawal. It was, I was obviously better than Rahul Kawal, but even then, you know, the, it was very circumspect. And you know, there's a certain uh, you know Amit ji, you feel that something has criminalism. So, so yeah, yeah, so that dar darna is like, I mean, I think I don't think so. Yeah, there's something about Amit Shah that Indian journalists uh, pretty. We, we had asked Shivam this also yesterday because he was in Bihar, and no one wanted to commit because I had said a few weeks before that. कोई रिपोर्टर कितनी भी छाती ठोक के बोल दे हम किसी से नहीं डरते अमित शाह से सबकी फटती है और बहुत फटती है अब क्यों भाई चलो शायद ये भी किसी दिन कोई समझा पाए बट यू नो आई थिंक मोर वरिंग इज एन एस्पेक्ट दैट आई थिंक वीव ऑल काइंड ऑफ बिकम कंफर्टेबल विद दिस फैक्ट अब प्राइम मिनिस्टर एंड हीज बीन प्राइम मिनिस्टर फॉर द लास्ट एटीन मंथ्स इज हैज नॉट बीन आस्ट a sincere question kahan puche you know by uh, is is just not uh, he doesn't accept this fact that you know journalists should be able to ask him freely mm. and we've just become so comfortable with this you know i thought this would have been unacceptable i have not i mean you take david cameron you take and i mean obviously the excuse of modi supporters always is that oh but you know look at the flag he's got for the last 10 years uh, you know look at the but surely there are sincere people in journalism surely there are a lot of people who would like to ask that you know like to criticize and say look this is where you're going wrong and it is just astonishing and that is why i believe that you know i mean uh, i don't want to join the word sham and democracy people are just very comfortable with a prime minister who's just uh, immune I, to I uh, all he does is on twitter and all he uh, you know goes on uh, you know says whenever he has to make a speech but that is, um, How is uh, this? yeah but, and i think that's changing i don't think it will last very long just like the noise has become louder around intolerance and all that now i have a view on that uh, you know someone asked me that do you support this whole protest i support the protest but the follow up question was do you feel that you can't speak up no i personally don't feel that my voice is being suppressed or you know muzzled or anything actually in your case is very unfortunate but anyway continue <laughs> <laughs> as kartik would agree <laughs> well he did muzzle it in yesterday's file which was corrupted oh, okay. <laughs> anand brought it up this time i didn't <laughs> something called technical glitch <laughs> okay something called technical glitch he says as he looks at me accusingly this time anyway uh, actually it this is a status thing i think it is a the uh, hierarchy that india indians take so seriously and you know what you said about sabki phatti hai i said sorry yeah. that you used rather sophisticated timid very timid interview of arnab the fact is when they know they can be crushed they are like that and for whatever reason amit shah has a reputation that if he don't like you he's going to crush you it may have something to do with the uh, rana yuvs so how is that related uh, what i'm saying is i don't think that's unique to i think had arnab been interviewing sonia gandhi in 2008 he would have been as timid that's all i'm saying but you know i mean just to just to tell you how different and how how much more liberating the other democracies are i mean i remember during the uh, the the sex, the sexing up the dossier during the iraq war yeah man you know who was the dr kelly who committed suicide 
you know, and the, his name was outed by um, Tony Blair's, uh, you know, some, one of his wow, uh, people. Wow, they called him over So Tony Ba that. Blair was in Japan, yeah. or you know, uh, some Eastern uh, East Asian country, and the BBC uh, reporter accosted him, and I still cannot get this out of my mind. This is what exactly what he said, Mr. Prime Minister, have you got blood on your hands? Yeah. You know. So, uh, you know, when we say that we have freedom, we have... Uh, no, no, we are very far away from that, Anand Babu. Disappointing, Babon. you know. Disappointing. People get so impressed that, oh my God, I'm, I'm, you know, interviewing this minister. Oh, you know, God damn it, just ask difficult questions, you know. Be, be proud of yourself, not the fact that you're talking to this minister. No, no, completely. You're right. That's a cultural thing. In fact, that there should be one hafta just fawning. on that. Yeah, yeah fawning. But... Uh, now to come to the Arun Shauri interview, I thought it was a magnificent interview, not because of Karan Thapar, because Arun Shauri is amazing to listen to and I've disagreed with him many times, uh, as in not face to face, I, he doesn't even know who I am, but I mean I've disagreed with his point of view many times. Uh, I've read Worshipping False Gods, which I completely disagreed with and Anand, if you were to read that, you'd start hating Arun Shauri because I know how much you respect and revere Baba Sahib Ambedkar mm -hmm. and what he has done to Ambedkar and that is beyond words. But whether you Sorry, agree or did, didn't you mention the, all these things yesterday? I mentioned these yesterday on the hafta which was corrupted and now Anand looks... <laughs> <laughs> also okay, Karthik is threatening us today's audio also goes on. Yes, at least uh, Shivam stayed with us throughout yesterday even though he and Anand had lively uh, differences. Anyway, so, uh, uh, you know, in that he... But he argues a point. Even in the uh, interview with Karan Thapad, he said... When he said that, what will people say that you are now sag rapes, now you are speaking up because you haven't... He says, okay, first of all, that's not true, but even if that's true, granted. Now, attack my idea. Now, take down my argument. Correct. Which is why it's important to take down the argument, not the person. Yes. But the only thing what was missing in that interview was that the interview should have been more combative, you know. Uh, because Karan Thapar obviously was, I'm sure, music to his ears to see uh, someone who's a right-wing ideologue, or not an ideologue, but an intellectual, trashing this government. So he was just like, when we were young, we used to listen to Shabad. Dadima used to say, Shabad suno. So Shabad, you didn't, couldn't interrupt. You just had to repeat the last few, three, four words. Shabana sohel, tumahi, sajana sohel. So Karan Thapad let Arun Shari talk, and in the end said, and yes, that is why they are so. It would have been a far better interview had it been combated. But you know, the same thing I find with Ram Jethmalani as well. I mean, I'm in awe of the guy. He speaks his mind and he's been, uh, uh, you know, set aside and thrown away by, uh, you know, Modi acolytes and even Modi or I don't know, whoever. They just refuse to accept that any person can have a different point of view. And as, you know, Shori said, that uh, you can attribute any motive to me, but you answer the fact, you know, on facts, whether it is right or whether it is wrong what I'm saying. Whether it is wrong, whether, you know, that I'm saying that NDA is... UPA plus cow. Mm. I don't think it's wrong at all. <laughs> I think he's absolutely right. You know. What do you think of the interview? Who would you rather have done it, Arnab? Or were you happy with it? Uh, I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Arantapur was being very great, but I don't think he's been great in a while now. Uh, mm. uh, who would have? I would rather have done it. I don't know. I mean, uh, I still think. Uh, I mean, I've done a lot of interview praising, so I'm going to get uh, skewed on uh, Twitter. But I think, I still think Barkha is the best interviewer that uh, we have, uh, you know, now. 
I think I'd rather have the Barkha do it, I suppose. And I think, I think the Amrita Sen interview that Barkha did, I think it wasn't, you know, very, well, uh, I mean, obviously Sen was quite critical of the government, you know. But I don't think she was, you know, uh, she wasn't asking uh, Sen the tough questions on the other side or being the devil's advocate. I think she was doing it. I think she still, she, she still does it for all the criticism she gets. I think she is... Uh, Still the best interview, and I would have heard her do it actually. I kind of dis. In fact, I I would you like? I did tweet a series of tweets after watching Barkha's interview where of Amartya Sen, and I that's the problem with Barkha. She's very articulate, and she asks. So if let's say in ten questions that she would ask, you know, three or four would be very good questions, but she would not ask three or four questions that you know I would say would be really Obvious. hang the guy, you know. Uh, metaphorically, of course, and you know the uh, the. <laughs> no, the other, but you can't hang Sen as it is. I mean, I think, I think it's going to be. You have to. I don't be think tough. any interview in the world can really hang Sen. Oh, no, but you know who was that? Uh, the hard talk guy before um, Stephen Sacker, Tim Sebastian. Tim Sebastian. Tim Sebastian yeah. But you know uh, Stephen Sacker is phenomenal. Yeah, Tim Sebastian was phenomenal. Amazing. No, but you know uh, I I agree with Arunab on one-to-one -one interviews. I think uh, Barkha is by far the best. Her Shah Rukh interview was amazing. Amongst the Indian lot. Yeah, amongst the Indian lot. Because she draws the person out, she has a conversation and yes, she does challenge the person, maybe not to the extent that Anand you would like. But like for example, if you saw uh, Rajdeep's interview with uh, Barkha, uh, sorry, with um, Shah Rukh and you saw Barkha's interview, the class was, like Rajdeep, he, he can't you do a one-to-one class nahi hai Rajdeep mein. Another thing I want to say, I think this is this actually might be connected to what you're saying. So Barkha is amongst the best of the lot. In one-to-one interviews, I'm In one-to-one one interviews. But again, you see, if you look at, for example, Hard Talk, you know, when, when they pan out, the, the camera pans out, you can see in Stephen Sacker's hands, it's about 20 pages. So there is a research team of God knows how many people who've prepared meticulously, you know, tough, hard questions. And he goes after them, you know. And I, have, I can't remember, uh, you know, an interview like Barkha or Rajdeep. Rajdeep certainly not, but even Barkha and certainly not Shekhar Gupta having a list of questions. You know, yeah, or a research team behind for, that. The guy who goes with a wad Almost of papers. Almost conversational. Wad of papers is Arnab. But oh dear. He's the best. He always <laughs> has a black. But those are black. Those are blank <laughs> papers. They're blank. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. Anyway, so th that's that. And uh, the other um, bit of television, which I thought was really idiotic. And, you know, Arnab, we haven't spoken about him throughout this hafta. He does some great stuff as well. I think, like I've said, he broke that rule of not being rude to a minister or something. But that whole debate on intolerance, one person saying, oh, is this not intolerance, you're not letting me speak? This intolerance, you're speaking over me? You're being intolerant by not letting me finish? You're intolerant by laughing? Don't be intolerant? He made a joke of intolerance. And you know, he's not a child. I mean, that debate was eight-year-olds not understanding either the meaning of the word or the context that they're debating it in. And that is when it went so downhill that this whole debate. Is this went the debate that I mean? I might have seen bits of it. Was it day, day before yesterday where you had Ashok Pandit um, and Arnab, and there was there was one guy who was um, who was saying a, a, a proponent of increasing intolerance, and Arnab was shouting and progressively leaning more and more towards him. So I thought, you know, suddenly like in Doordarshan used to have, uh, you know, a, 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 a flower appear in between the two, that would happen. <laughs> but so, in fact, uh, that's a very interesting debate because for the first time I realized all the panelists mm. were in the studio. Mm. 
And that was a welcome relief because what happens is that, you know, in most cases when Arnab is interviewing them, uh, you know, they're they are on this uh, Obi-Wan thing and there's a time lag which Arnab does not understand. So, you know, he finishes a question, he doesn't wait for two seconds for the other person to get it and he starts again. I remember 12 people yesterday. Was it 12? 12. Wow. It's very, amazing, very uh, intriguing to look uh, when see Hartosh there. He's obviously not interested and <laughs> he's there because he has to be there. Uh, so, anyway, now, um, is there anything else that someone wants to share that they read? or didn't read before we wind up today's hafta, which hopefully will make it. I uh, have, again, uh, a question that I'm battling with, which is that uh, I think this today, uh, Salman Khan's film is being released. Uh, Prem Ratan Dhanpayo. Anand, I'm judging you as we speak. <laughs> okay, anyway. No, what I mean, what do, what do people feel about watching uh, the film of a guy who's been convicted of murder? Would you do it? Would one Forget that. You know, uh, Salman was here in Amity, uh, I think, day for yesterday. University? At, yeah, the, the nice. university. And you should have seen the number of people who turned up. It was like a sea of, you know, human beings. So, I don't know, I mean, these are young people and supposedly smart young people and... Uh, <coughs> I mean, Honestly, I don't like Salman Khan. I don't care much for his films. I can't really watch his films. Uh, though I do love Shah Rukh. Uh, but I uh, don't think, even if I did, me watching a film would have nothing to do with his, what's happening in court. I, I, it really wouldn't bother me. I'm vexed by this question. I don't know the answer to that. So I don't know whether I should go and watch Prem Ratan Dhan Payo just for the artistic I mean, I, merit. I, I like Shah Rukh because, not just for his acting, because his acting isn't that great. He has star value, but I liked him for stuff like when he stood up to Amar Singh in Filmfare Awards. You know, when that Amar Singh, Amitabh Bachchan and Anil Ambani yes. trioka was ruling India every front page, the three, you know, close friends and mm. between the three of them, they have so much power. At that time, because he misbehaved at the organizer of Fair Awards, you know, it was covered, he gave it off to them. He, he took on Amitabh Bachchan in an industry that is so servile to... So I just thought he was anti-establishment. Today he's become establishment, so I don't appreciate that much. Uh, which is something that, yeah, you won't like Salman for that. But just as far as watching a film is concerned, mm. I don't know. I mean, Woody Allen, you know, has been accused of yeah. all sorts of so stuff. So same, Roman Polanski, for example, you know. Yeah, Roman Polanski, exactly. I mean, I don't know anything about art, but I don't think Picasso's stuff would, if I understood art, that because he used to, was such a dick to his wife, you know, I, I don't know if that would bother me. Would it bother you, Arnab? I don't like Salman Khan, so I mean, I don't know. It's not about Salman Khan now anymore. You haven't been following the <laughs> conversation. It would to a certain extent. I mean, it depends, you know, it depends. It would, it would to a certain extent. Salman Khan, I, I think the whole... Uh, he's been convicted of running over a man, I mean, while he was drunk, uh, supposedly drunk. I mean, it's still acceptable. I mean, to, you know, blame it on the driver, I think that's just not cool, you know. Yeah. I think that's where you draw the line, you know, so... I they mean, say something like this happened in a car involving the Ambani household. <laughs> but, khair, what Amit Shah is to journalists, the Ambani name is to humanity in general. But I mean, again, you know, these are very vexing questions. For example, I remember Gunter Grass, mm. you know, a Nobel laureate and a very fine uh, novelist. And, you know, he, of course, the writer of Tin Drum, uh, magnificent uh, novel and so many, tens of novels. But only in his later years, he disclosed that he was member of the SS. Mm, right. So, you know, so then immediately the question drops, how do you feel? I think, Reading, that's very, uh, I, think was, so I read something in the, uh, I think it was Slate, uh, uh, where this woman wrote a really impassioned piece uh, based on one of uh, Jack Kerouac's personal correspondence. So he said he wanted to, uh, uh, 
he used the word fuck. Uh, um, uh, he wanted to sleep with uh, Marilyn Monroe. Have nothing to do with her. And Sorry, come again. He wanted to f uh, sleep with Marilyn Monroe. But he didn't use the word sleep with. He used the word. He used the word. He used the effort and have nothing to do with her. And, and have nothing to do with her. Yeah. What does that mean? That I like to have sex and then leave. Yeah. I mean, it was being. I mean, he just said it was one of those. I suppose drunk correspondents. I think it was to Neil Cassidy or someone. So, okay. so she wrote a long critique of you know why we should you know reassess our heroes. You know. So I think there's a difference, you know, because you know the fact that he, it was a private correspondent and he didn't put it out in, in his writings. I think that's where you draw the line, you know. <clears throat> so I think to, I mean, yeah, I, I get Avinandan's point, you know, because you can't be judging artists by what they did in their personal lives as long as they're not putting it out in the public domain. And for, if, if as a writer I don't put out something in my writing, it's for a certain reason uh, because I believe it's not correct to put it out. So I think you respect that. Uh, yeah, I mean, as, as I said I mean, before as well, I mean, read the, the writing, not the writer. Right. Because and this is this is the mistake we uh, all of us do, especially in India, uh, and you know news laundry gets so much flack over it, and first post gets it. You know people just take it to their heart. You know I so many times I've seen the tweets. Uh, you know I'm not going to subscribe to news laundry because they are this, they are that. Mm -hmm. uh, people are just not receptive to another point of view. You know I just I don't know. Is it is it there in America or Britain? I don't know, but you know, I, in I India, it's a disease. I wouldn't only blame uh, the viewers or the readers because, by and large, in India, media organizations have a point of view. I think it'll take a while for people to understand or get used to that we can differ with each other, but the organization there's no point of view. You know, Shivam, hopefully he'll join us and stay again next time full. That we dis Anand and I disagree, you know, sometimes, and when we are not recording, we even disagree less politely than we do right now. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we'll storm off. Right. Uh, so similarly, I think uh, readers think that because I'm one of the co-founders, mm. that news laundry has my view. Yeah. So it'll take a while for people to understand that there is no one view of the organization. We have a view that it's not nice to poke people in the eye and gouge the eyes out, mm. or you know, those kind of established. I've written a piece on this. Maybe we should put that also. But uh, I think people will get used to the idea. And, but some people, whilst people say that, but so many still do subscribe and we thank them for that. Yeah. So that's, that's no, what I'm And you know, I mean, for just to say, uh, you get so riled up mm. by a piece that you want to, uh, you know, basically cut off all relations with, mm. or, you know, whatever you were doing. And, uh, you know, th this, is, this is a very strange phenomena. And I, I, I kind of respect uh, Jaggi mm. for what he did in first post, you know. Mm. I mean, uh, it's like news laundry, but you know, first post because it had so much more money, it was so much more visible. Mm -hmm. uh, so it got a lot of flack for, you know, a particular piece, uh, which was, you know, people said is pro-BJP or anti-BJP or pro-AP, whatever. But, you know, uh, people after a while, they got to accept this fact. I agree. Jaggi, know, I, I like Jaggi for that. Yeah. He's willing to listen to another point of view, even if he doesn't agree with it. That's, uh, that's great about him. I think, again, but there are very few people like that. Very few, very few. Yeah. Uh, but, also, I think because the base doesn't want you to engage, you know. The base prefers to have, uh, uh, you know, for example, like a, a, a magazine that only prescribes to one point of view. Right. So, you know, they, they would really like, uh, uh, le let's say, uh, a magazine which is extreme left mm -hmm. or extreme right or left or right, but they don't want to have a plethora of views. Challenging in, each other, yeah, which is how know. something good emerges only when you're challenged. Okay, uh, so before we wind up, there are just two, three pieces I want to mention, sure. uh, which are completely insignificant, but I clicked on them because I have a beard, and I was like blown away that First Post was carrying this big headline saying, bearded men more likely to cheat on their partners, get into fights, say study. <laughs> and then they provided a link to an article in The Independent, 
which said that men with beards more likely to cheat on their partners, get into fights and also steal. They added stealing also to it. So I read the article and I was like, like who the fuck did this fuck all research? Like why? And uh, then uh, the same week, I saw this article in the Quint by... Can I just quickly add that I've always been clean shaven. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but I have a song for you at the end of this hafta. Uh, this article in the Quint by R.K. Braza Khan, which uh, talks about no shave November. It's called Movember. I, I didn't know that. That it's this uh, basically movement that in men don't shave in November, uh, you know, to raise awareness on testicular cancer or something else. You can read the article. And uh, so you, you grow your beard and, and mooch in, in November. And this has all sorts of nice things about men with beard. It says facial hair can block up to 95% of the sun's harmful rays. Women find, uh, you know, bearded men uh, healthier and more attractive, which also explains reporters crawling in front of Amit Shah and Narendra Modi. <laughs> but but uh, uh, like, what the fuck? Like, how can you decide? I know what it's like to be objectified. Next you will say, like Subramanian Swami said, that you know, you, oh, you have a beard, you're an axle. Yeah. Which actually is true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I loved what he said. So I said, but uh, Arvind doesn't have a beard. Yeah. So he looks at me and says, it's a necessary but not sufficient condition. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. What you should have said was that Modi has beard. <laughs> yes, yes. So anyway, on that note, I'd just like to <coughs> uh, say goodbye to everybody. Thank you. Shivam, if you're listening, we hope you stay for the whole hafta next time. We disagree with each other all the time, but we don't, yeah. uh, you know, uh, storm off. Uh, unless we've punched someone at least. <laughs> so so, so uh, thank you all for joining us. I repeat, please subscribe to News Laundry. We're a completely ad-free outfit. We depend on your subscription and your support. Thank you for joining us. I'd also like to thank Karthik Nijhavan for this hafta, which hopefully will make it online, as opposed to the one we recorded yesterday on exactly the same thing, where Madhu was also there and Shivam <laughs> stayed for the whole thing, which file got corrupted. Uh, but hopefully this one has nothing to do with Shivam that the file got corrupted. Can I just hasten to add? <laughs> and um, I'd also like to plug Global Summits. Where are we going? It's a fortnightly podcast in collaboration with Virat Swain. Uh, and uh, it cuts through the jargon and breaks down development summits for you with experts and commentators from around the world. Before we wind up, this is a song dedicated to you, Anand, Thank you. Uh, and to you, Shivam, if you're listening. Uh, from all your fans who uh, would like you to help the male cause by growing your moustache and beard in No Shave November. Here goes. मज़ा प्यार ता चखलागा मज़ा प्यार ता चखलागा जे तेरा हुक्म होए मैं ता दाढ़ी भी रखलागा जे तेरा हुक्म होए मैं ता दाढ़ी भी रखलागा हाउ लाइक अ सॉन्ग आनंद 
वंडरफुल आई थिंक आई एम बिगिनिंग टू चेंज माई माइंड दाढ़ी भी रख लोगे इन सॉलिडेरिटी कॉम्रेड लाल सलाम थैंक यू फॉर जॉइनिंग अस थैंक यू कार्तिक होपफुली दिस वन मेक इट ऑन है जॉइन अस अगेन फॉर हफ्ता नेक्स्ट वीक गुड बाय गुड लक एंड हैव अ ग्रेट दिवाली कैच ऑल न्यू एपिसोड्स ऑफ एनएल हफ्ता ऑन न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री.com एंड फॉलो अस ऑन ट्विटर एंड फेसबुक